Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We're back in the book of First Kings, and we're going to be looking at chapter 5 and 6 today. This is preparations for building the temple. Solomon is now ready to build a temple. Um, we see in uh, chapter 5, verse 1, Hiram, king of Tyre. Now, Tyre is a seacoastal city um, um, to the north. Um when he, uh, he sent his servants to Solomon when he heard that they had anointed him king in place of his father, for Hiram always loved David. So Solomon sent word to Hiram, and he said, You know, my father could not build a house for the name of the Lord his God because of the warfare with which his enemies surrounded him until the Lord put them under the soles of his feet. But now, this is verse 4, my God has given me rest on every side. There is neither adversary nor misfortune, so I intend to build a house for the name of the Lord my God. As the Lord said to David, My father, your son, whom I will set on my throne in your place, shall build the house for my name. So basically, he's telling Hiram, king of Tyre, he's going to build this uh, temple, and now he makes a request. He says in verse 6, Now therefore command that cedars of Lebanon be cut for me, and my servants will join your servants, and I will pay you for your servants such wages as you set. In other words, whatever you think is a fair price. For you know that there's no one among us who knows how to cut timber like the Sidians. So he's basically asking help of Hiram, king of Tyre, to help get timber wood from this area and bring it down so he can use it to build a temple. And he'll pay for the wages. And Hiram hears this and he's happy because he knows Israel has a wise king. He's not trying to, you know, use force. You know, he's trying to do it through peaceable means. And so the rest of this chapter kind of goes into the building uh, setup where they're creating barges. And these barges, they would cut the timber 
and they would put the timber on these barges in Tyre, and they would sail them south along the Mediterranean coast down to Joppa, and they would unload the boats there at Joppa and then transport the timber by land um, eastward towards Jerusalem. And it kind of goes into the details of that. McGee didn't really, you know, go into the details. But basically, um, that's chapter 5. And the big point that McGee makes out of chapter 5 is only God can give peace and rest. And as Solomon says, the Lord, my God, has given me rest on every side. Only God gives peace. A lot of kings can make treaties or senators can pass laws, but only God gives us peace and rest. So we come to chapter 6. And now Solomon's starting to build a temple. We see in verse 1, In the 480th year, after the people of Israel came out of the land of Egypt, in the fourth year of Solomon's reign over Israel, in the month of Ziv, which is the second month, he began to build the house of the Lord. 480 years later. Wow. The house that King Solomon built for the Lord was 60 cubits long, 20 cubits wide, 30 cubits high. The vestibule in the front of the nave of the house was 20 cubits long, equal to the width of the house and 10 cubits deep in front of the house. And he made the house windows with recessed frames. So it's about twice or three times as big as the original temple that they were using or, you know, the tent of meeting, you know, it's just a tent. So it's it's bigger um, in every dimension. Um, this temple was eventually destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar. Um, interesting. It's built on a little bit north of the existing city of David on Mount Moriah. And as I remember, um, Mount Moriah was, I believe, where um, Isaac, um, Jacob um, took Isaac up, I mean, excuse me, Abraham took Isaac up to um, sacrifice him. Um, and at the last minute, God canceled that uh, request and that he provided a, a ram uh, to sacrifice. So, um, amazing, um, how that comes full circle. So he builds the temple up here on Mount Moriah. Um, verse seven, when the house was built, it was with stone prepared at the quarry so that neither hammer nor ax nor any tool of iron was heard in the house when it was being built. Um, verse 11, Now the word of the Lord came to Solomon concerning this house that you're building. If you walk in my statutes and obey my rules and keep all my commandments and walk in them, then I will establish my word with you, which I spoke 
to David your father, and I will dwell among the children of Israel and will not forsake my people Israel. It's ironic that um, God really judges the heart. He doesn't really judge us by the buildings that we build. Solomon makes this a beautiful thing, but eventually um, this temple complex, um, which is north north to the city of David, he, he, he puts a whole new wall around it. There's a temple there, a royal palace, an altar there. But um, my study Bible points out that Solomon also had so many foreign wives and they established pagan shrines up here on the hill to the east of the city, which would later be called the Mount of Corruption. So it's really what's in our heart, not what we build. The rest of chapter 6 goes into a lot of the elaborate you know, description of the temple, um, which McGee didn't really go into. I, I'll not go into it. Uh, but basically, it took seven years to build this ornate, you know, structure, you know, lined with cedar and gold. And um, again, as David said, you know, the whole heavens cannot contain God. So this is this is not really a house for God to live in. It it really should be a place for man to approach God and worship God. Um, but it's not really for God to live in because God doesn't need that. So we're going to stop here and um, get the lessons from uh, these two books. Only God can give us peace and rest. God judges our hearts, not our buildings. And it is what is in the heart that really matters. It is the worship, uh, not the building. So we'll stop here. We'll turn the rest of the podcast over our, to our co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Look forward to your take on this study today. And as always, from me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your heart centered on Christ on this great spiritual battlefield. We'll see you here next time tomorrow as we continue our study through 1 Kings. And as always, our prayers go up for sweet Emma and sweet Jean.